Listener supported. WNYC Studios. So many white guys. So many. So many white guys. So white. How much whiteness? Hey, 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 we're the monkeys. Just kidding. I'm your host, Phoebe Robinson, and you are listening to season two of So Many White Guys from WNYC Studios. Yeah, that's right. This is season 2.0. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, yes, Joanna. <laughs> Sorry. This thing on. I'm so excited to be back in the studio with you. And I'm so stoked because our first interview of the season is with Rock Queen and my birthday twin, St. Vincent. That's so crazy that you guys have the same birthday. I know. It's pretty wild. It's amazing. But before we get to St. Vincent, though, it's like been a while since we've seen each other. And I want to know what you've been up to. Yeah, it's been months. And um, I've taken Plan B twice. <laughs> Ooh, living your best life. Living my most trife life. That's great. This is like my life hack. I order it online at Target so I can pick it up in the store. Smart. So <laughs> Target, like a week later, sent me an email being like, tell us more about your purchase and write a review so you can give customers a more informed decision. Wait, so they wanted you to write a review of your Plan B experience? Yeah, and it's like, uh, <laughs> don't try pulling out that's stupid. <laughs> like, what else am I supposed to write? Oops. Yeah, so... How was your experience? I will say the first time I took it, it was literally like, you remember in The Shining when like the elevator doors open and all that blood comes rushing out? Yes. That was my period for 10 days. Red rum, red rum, red rum. Um, so I went to Belize and Guatemala over the summer. How was that? So amazing. I went scuba diving and I saw Tikal, which are these like beautiful ruins. Cute. But I also, I had a little romance. <gasps> Did you get some sausage? Well, I met this like British guy at a bar Ooh. and he started talking about how he wasn't a feminist. Ew! And then I started like yelling at him and I was like, so if a woman does the same work as a man, do you think that they should be paid the same? And he was like, oh, duh, absolutely. And I was like, okay, do you think women are entitled to like the same rights and access as men? And he was like, y'all. But I kept being like, that makes you a feminist. He's like, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> feminists, they're like crazy and they're so extreme and blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the night, I was like, I hate you. And then we just ended up making out. And it was the first time I ever, like, hate made out with someone. Okay, what is this, like, an episode of Cheers? <laughs> He's Sammy or Diane? <laughs> All right, so I like that you're really trying to combat hate with love. Thank you. And I think that segues perfectly into our new segment. I mean, y'all, 2016 was a rough year. A lot of things happened. Prince died. David Bowie died. 
George Michael, Carrie Fisher, and then her mom, Debbie Reynolds. It seems like everyone died. And many of us died a little bit on the inside when Donald Trump was elected. So now we're basically a country divided. So executive producer Alana Glazer and I want to help unite the country. We've created a segment called Across the Aisle to comment on something that we all love, no matter your political fucking affiliation. A common thread that we can all agree upon. Let's all meet there and then branch out. Across the aisle. Across the aisle. We may be different, but what do we have in common? Hmm, come on, give it to me, Phoebe. What is it? What do we all love? We all love babies. Babies! Babies! Who can ignore the adorable, the life-renewing power of any baby, any color, anywhere in the world? We all love babies. I swear on my life, I've never seen anyone call a baby the N-word. Exactly. You can't slur a baby. You can't. You can't be homophobic against a baby. You can't. You're crazy if you do that. You're going to be mean to a gay baby. I'd like to see you try. Yeah, I'd love to see you try. Yeah. No. You're going to love that baby. And I guess you'll you'll love it and give it, you know, the nourishment it needs until it's old enough for you to hate. I don't know. But my thing is the meatball feet. It's just meatballs with toes sticking out of it. Get out of here. Yeah. You love a baby. I don't care. The deepest racist is just looking at a baby. David Duke, puddle water if he sees a Mexican baby. Puddle of water. He is just melted. So, you know, I just want you guys, no matter which side you fall on any sort of issue, politically or socially, do a quick Google search Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. just two minutes. Mm -hmm. Cannot deny the power of babies. Google images, baby. It's going to save us. Yep. Get on it. Love you. Love you too. Bye. You guys got a good point. Like, who doesn't love babies, you know? Wait, um, well, maybe we don't because, you know, plan B. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Not so much. Not so much. But anyway, Phoebe. Mm Mm-hmm. It's season 2.0. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That means more money. Yeah, yeah. Which means... We got to pay these bills. No. Which means... Joni. The season, you know what? What? No more complaining. <gasps> it wastes my time. It wastes everyone's time. <gasps> I'm going to take swift action. No! Ex-lovers and future lovers. I'm literally so pumped about today's guest. She's an uber-talented multi-instrumentalist, critically acclaimed singer, hair icon, Grammy winner, and indie rock and roll darling. But most importantly, she's my birthday twin. I'm talking about the one, the only, Annie Clark, better known as BKA St. Vincent. Nobody knows what BK means. Better known as. That's why I said it first. This is going to sweep the niche. I don't think so. BKA is like the verbal version of curling. Remember when you first saw curling, you were like, what is this? You reacted violently towards it. Wait, saw what? Curling. The sport? Yes. And everyone was like, this is just a broom. 
And we made fun of it. We're like, this is not truth. This is not reality. But then you got into it. BKA is going to be that. I think you're taking some semantic leaps over here. Just say it one time. BKA. <laughs> okay, but can you say it like you really enjoy saying it? Baka! <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> Let me get back to the show, Smarty Pants. Fine. Okay, let's talk about Annie's Resume. Do you like that one? I love it. No, and Resume, I'm totally into. I'm on board. Great. Annie has toured with the Black Keys, Mage, and did one of my favorite albums of 2012, Love This Giant, with mythic Talking Heads frontman David Byrne. Double Mage with a minor and hold on to your butt cheeks, okay? Because that's really impressive. So stop whatever you're doing right now because it's boring and pay attention as I welcome St. Vincent to so many white guys. Annie, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. This is very delightful and I don't think the listeners know that much about our relation at all. Um, our relation is that I'm a fan of two dope <laughs> queens and I stalked you into becoming my friend. It felt very <laughs> strange because I remember like I've, I've been a big fan of yours. I've gone to see you live and like I forget. I was just like putzing around my house. Is that how you use that word? I don't know. I, I so. I've dated Jewish people, so I feel like I kind of know how to use their words, but mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was just like around my house and then my manager Chanel was like, St. Vincent tweeted about Two Dope Queens and I was like, no, she didn't. That's like a really funny joke. Ha ha. <laughs> and she's like, no, seriously, she sent me like a screenshot and I was like, fuck. And then, yeah, we just like started DMing. Yeah, we DMed. Yeah. yeah. And then we found out we have the same birthday. Totally. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then when we met up, we were both wearing David Bowie t-shirts. We totally were. I mean, yeah, that's instant friendship. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, wait, so you grew up in Dallas. Yeah. And you, I've read in interviews, you kind of like described yourself as like a weirdo or strange. And what were you doing as a kid that made you feel like you were a weirdo? I mean, nerd would be a big way to put it. I was reading like Bertrand Russell and uh, Black Like Me and taking quotes and writing them in Sharpie and calligraphy Aww. and and, ta- and like pinning them to my wall i mean it was just like a fucking nerd like such a nerd like i was trying to describe it recently i was reminded of this story where i was in uh toronto Mm -hmm. for a friend's birthday and we went to a male strip club and i was like wearing a turtleneck (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i just missed wait so you knew you were going out to the strip club yeah and you're like turtleneck me up (laughs) Like, well, I just gone on. I was like a little bit. I was in between tours, kind of. And mm-hmm. you know, you, when you're performing every night, you get kind of like tired of yourself, and you want to shake it up, and mm-hmm. you kind of like want to reinvent. And so I'd gone. And I was like, "Ooh, I know Japanese designers." I'll go. You know, as I get this like turtleneck with this complicated shoulder. Yeah. And I t- I wore it to a strip club. Like I gave a. You know, it's Toronto, so it's full nude and everything. Like I gave a like a half-hearted hand job and a turtleneck. You know, it's just like wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. 
For real? I thought that that's what you had to t- because it's you like, jade someone off. Well, no, not off. They're, okay, they're professionals. My God, no, but like you go and okay. they, I got coerced. Okay, so okay. I was okay. So here's the deal. So I'm sitting there. I'm yeah. sitting there like at the bar. And like the only thing that I can like think to drink because everything on the menu is like schnapps or mm-hmm. some shit. And I'm like, well, I'll have the peach flavored Prosecco, like a turtleneck and yeah. I'm, like looking so stupid. And this handsome young Belarusian guy mm-hmm. comes up to me like stripper. Yeah. And he starts chatting with me. And so I do the classic thing that dudes do at strip clubs where mm-hmm. they're like, he kind of likes me. Yeah. So I was like, tell me everything about Belarus. You know, I'm like asking about like, what, what's it like in Minsk? And like trying to just get a sense of like <laughs> yeah. the history and like all this stuff. And so he offers me um, a lap dance and they just they just like get kind of hard and you just yeah. like I just like okay well I'm a fucking good Texas girl I just do what I'm told yeah. half the time <laughs> but I'm thinking still like oh he he really kind of likes me <laughs> and I and we walk out yeah and then he charges me double <gasps> and I was I was <sighs> I honestly was I was upset like I was like well I thought that we had a rapport like we talked about your homeland yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I thought this was a date. Yeah, this was a date. I, was so, I wore a turtleneck I for you. Turtleneck. <laughs> so how much did you have to pay? I think it was like 80 Canadian dollars. <laughs> Which is how much in American dollars? Is that I, more? I, don't, I feel like the Canadian dollar was stronger, weirdly, for the first time in a long time. Mm, I mean, it was probably yeah. like 85 bucks. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> he charged me double for the, yeah. you know, for... For his own pleasure. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, fuck you. Yeah. I did you a favor. I did favor. you a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go back to Texas. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Texas. Okay. So, yeah. So. And so at 12, you started playing the guitar. Was it, how did that happen? You just like were drawn to it? Was it just like in school and it's like, here's band class or whatever? Well, we, no, they didn't teach guitar in band class. I did take violin for a year. Oh, uh, cool. No. Really? Not cool. I think it's like, you know. No, I mean, the violin, it's a beautiful instrument, God yeah. bless. But like, basically that meant that we would, you know, go to the teacher's lounge with <laughs> this very stodgy violin teacher and yeah. pretend to stick the bow up his ass when he wasn't like <laughs> looking at us. There was not much. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I started playing guitar. I know that you are a big fan uh, you know, U2 mm-hmm. and Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started playing guitar because I wanted to be Eddie Vedder. And so were there other girls playing guitar like that you, you hung out with or you kind of like no. the pioneer of that? Not that I knew of. I mean, yeah. all my friends were really funny girls. They were always like the youngest in the family. Mm-hmm. I feel like the youngest kind of get, we get a pass to do mm-hmm. so much and then we like hang out with older people. So we're yeah hipper to, to things but all my friends really loved music but no girls played guitar that i knew of yeah in my junior high or high school yeah and so then you went to berkeley college of music in boston which is very cool and you ended up dropping out after three years what motivated you to get out of school and just be like i just want to try and figure it out myself in the real world I don't know. I wasn't a very good student. I'll be honest with mm. you. Like I would excel at things that I was interested in, and a lot, a lot of the things that I was interested in were the more like 
esoteric harmony, like the high level harmony, because it's it was kind of theoretical. Mm-hmm. Ask me to put it into practice, and the answer is like, no, I have no idea. But like, yeah. I liked that kind of stuff, the really cerebral stuff. But I failed my Brazilian guitar class. I did learn yeah. how to play um, the first part of Eruption by Van Halen. <laughs> and honestly, like I learned Autumn yeah. Leaves, sort of. <laughs> and I learned Girl from Ipanema, and I learned the first part of Eruption. And other than that, I can't remember what I learned at, at college. All right, so then you dropped out, and then you, like, basically just went hard. You know, you were like, you joined the polyphonic spree? Yep. And then, yeah, you were touring a lot, and you've been basically touring for, like, the past decade? Yeah, dude. And we Whew. talked about this a little yeah. bit, because you, too, you started comedy, did you mm-hmm. say, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. And you've just been, like, grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've talked privately about, like, the stress of touring and how it can, like, you're performing for people. You kind of, you, you meet people who are, like, not really, because you're, like, in and out, and for me, I had like a huge bout of loneliness. There was like a yeah. really a part of me where I was like, oh, this is like fun. But also I'm like in a different city every night in a hotel room and I'm like surfing the web and like I'm exhausted. I'm going to sleep and I'm getting up and I'm flying. And like, I don't know if you ever deal with loneliness on the road or, or is that a thing that affects you at all? Or? Yeah, man. I mean, we can swap road stories forever, I'm yeah. sure, because... Um, I was joined the Polyphonic Spree when I was like 22, 23, and I just was off. All of a sudden, I was like in Europe playing all these big festivals and in a yeah. robe and sweating, and like Sonic Youth would play after us. And I was like, oh my God, that's that's Thurston and Kim. You know, I was yeah. like, I felt so like, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I didn't know. I just would make a record and tour it and then make another mm-hmm. record and tour it. And it didn't even occur to me that people have lives yeah other than that honestly until about a year and some change ago i got off the road yeah and i was like oh my god i think i have ptsd like (laughs) where have i been Mm -hmm. so how's your creative process now that you can be at home and, and and working on songs as opposed to like in a tour bus and writing with like people around you and like taking a dump near you or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what? I'm I'm tempted to not tell you this for the time that you get on a tour bus. Yeah. <laughs> and have you make this fateful error, but you can't go number two on a tour bus. Oh, good. You totally cannot do that. That's it, great. It gums up the plumbing and you can't even flush toilet paper. Like, nice. yeah, so it's not as just totally vile as you would think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Starbucks are for. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I want to talk about one of my favorite songs of yours. <gasps> yeah. You're like, oh, I love this part. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. I. That's very nice. No, it's great. I really love your song Now Now. Oh. I think the reason this song resonates with me so much is I feel like we all spend so much of our lives like defending or defining ourselves and saying like, hey, this is how you're not going to treat me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone has to deal with that. But I think, you know, women, people of color and people in the queer community deal with it more. Did any of that factor into the songwriting? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think it's probably just a case of the personal is political. Mm-hmm. I think you put it best. You have to sometimes tell people who you are by telling people 
people who you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was my first record. So Marry Me, 2007. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Which a lot of, it was a, the title um, is from Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Did you ever watch the the show? show? Yeah. I, I did. You didn't like it. I thought it was fine. Here's you the here's the didn't thing. Like I know. See, that's what everyone said. They go, you <laughs> fucking hated it. I didn't hate it. I think everyone's just like, this is the best show of all time. And then when I watched it, I was like, it's funny. I don't know. I just didn't like have this like love for the show that so many people. But I recognized yeah. the brilliance of it. But I just didn't love it. No, you know what? It's yeah. hard when everybody's talking about a thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that's the worst thing. If someone is like. Hey, you've got to hear this song. Oh my God, it's so good. And you're in the same room with them. Yeah. And then they play you the song and they're checking in with you and you have to perform listening. Yeah. And it, it, it's completely, it's like yeah. a, we can't both be crying kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's like, I can't enjoy this song as much as you want me to. Now the whole thing is about me appeasing you and exactly. not me enjoying the song whatsoever. So yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's a... The title of the record is a reference to um, when maybe Funke keeps demurring the advances mm-hmm. of these older kind of gnarly studio executives by yeah. saying, marry me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Um, okay. So I want to do a quick check-in. Yeah. You did Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. Am I a better host than him? I like, <laughs> I love kidding. this. Con- oh, I love this conversation because <laughs> it's a lot funnier. He's he is um a little more serious. He's, yeah, he yeah. really has an amazing like he has a, a therapist kind of yeah. vibe. But I think you're equally in, insightful, and we have had Thanks, lots of laughs, which I like. Thanks, because I secretly I I feel like maybe we secretly want to like switch positions. Like I kind of wish that I could be a funny person and. Well, you probably don't wish that you could like spend three hundred dates a year on the road. But. No, I, I, I honestly, if I had the talent to do music, I would. But I can't play any music, and I can't dance, and I'm not like sexy like in a Rihanna way. Oh my god, you know Rihanna you know? is so sexy. Yeah, I went, I saw her live, and I loved it. But right. I had one thought. Mm-hmm. You know the "Sex with Me" is so amazing song. Yeah. Like, what if it's not? Probably, yeah, like, I, like, what if it's like weird? I mean, I heard that song. I was like, Rihanna, you don't know. She's so famous that no guy's ever going to be like, this sex was trash. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, oh, I came seven times. I was like, no, you didn't. Girl, get out of here. You know? Yeah, my follow up song would be Sex with Me is mediocre at best. <laughs> it's it's uh, middle But every once in a while, I like, <laughs> fucking really, nail it. I really throw down. <laughs> <laughs> on date night <laughs> some shit <laughs> okay so speaking of sex this is a great segue oh god you said in interviews in the, in the past that you believe in sexual fluidity and gender fluidity um, and that you don't identify as anything could you kind of elaborate on that some more yeah I think that um, anything goes yeah I like the banner of queer just because mm-hmm. it, it, to me it doesn't really it doesn't signify only sexuality mm-hmm. like it just kind of can mean like other and thinking about all the social conventions and going like, uh, actually, that one doesn't really work for me. Yeah. Or I can let's reinvent that. Like yeah. it just kind of it feels like I know it sounds very pretentious, but it also like feels like artful. Yeah. But I do see 
um, like with so many movements in in modern history, you know, there was a need to be um, stridently self-identified or mm-hmm. uh, identified into very strong categories because you needed to fight for political and social representation. So I'm on the bloom of the hard work of a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with maybe the way that people approach you or want to categorize you or do you not even like think about it? I don't really think about it. It's I honestly always just think actions speak louder than mm-hmm. words in that regard. Like, I'm just going to do me. I'll just, you know. Yeah. And that road has been winding and yeah. like super fucking multifaceted and yeah. like weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like crazy shit um, along the way. And uh, I'll just kind of continue to do that because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Bowie on that. You know? Yeah, I love that. So what's next for you? I mean, in terms of music, personal life, like are there any things like you want to you want to tackle that you haven't done yet? Like what is what's exciting you right now? Well, um, I, I think in this day and age right now, I mean, everything feels really heavy Mm -hmm. and I think in instances before I've been like well I'm an artist and you know the art will just speak for itself and I'll do this I'm feeling the desire to get uh, way more politically active in terms of helping Mm. I think under this administration the the weakest among us will be hit even harder so I want to figure out ways in which to kind of help and luckily, my my mom and sister were in nonprofits for a long time, so they have some ideas. Well, this has been a delight. Thank you for having me. I'm of so course. glad that we did this. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see and hear your new music because I got to see you recently when you did David Lynch's uh, Festival oh, Disruption, so right. and it was so cool because you had like the dancers doing like modern dance while you're performing, and that I was like, yo, she needs to do more of that. Yeah, yeah was that was super really cool. fun. We had yeah. we had the dancers do reenact the scene from Blue Velvet where mm-hmm. um, Dennis Hopper uh, sexually assaults Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was art. Yeah. No. So I'm really, I'm just like, man, what's she going to do next? Who knows? That's what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, see you later. Y-Q-Y-E. <laughs> <laughs> P to the H. J to the O. To the PB. (laughs) Sorry. Peeps, that interview with St. Vincent was so good. Aw, yay! It was cool. I learned so much about her in this interview. It was great. I don't think she does a whole lot of interviews, and so she's so charming and funny. Who cares that she's a rock god? Like, she was, like, my friend, you know? Totally. Yeah, that interview was, like, a good solid hang for America. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Oh, hell to the yeah. Would you like to read the credits? I mean, can I say no? Mm, No. Okay, then yes, I would love to. Okay, great. Okay, so the So Many White Guys team includes Rachel Neal, Joanna Solitaroff, Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, Isaac Jones, and Joe Plourd. Our theme song was written by Alex Overington and sung by a bunch of white dudes. Check out photos of me and St. Vincent from my interview on the WNYC Studios Twitter. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dope Queen Thebes. 
And don't forget, you can always find us on WNYC.org, Google Play Music, and iTunes, hashtag YQYE. 